Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. And today we're going to take a trip in the time machine to go back in time and take a look at a few UFO encounters and alien encounters from history. Uh, some of these will be from um, Japan, and we're going to dig right into the first one which was written in 1088. So we're talking over, well, we're talking about right around a 1,000 years ago. Uh, Shen Kuo, so that's S-H-E-N-K-U-O, uh, with an apostrophe S, his Dream Pool essays feature one of the earliest recorded instances of a UFO or unidentified flying object. In a passage called Strange Happenings, Shen Kuo describes an orb-like vessel that hovered in the night sky over the Chinese city of Yangzhou. He writes, and I quote, The vessel opened its door, and a flood of intense light like sunbeams darted straight out of it. Then the outer shell opened up, appearing as large as a bed with a big pearl the size of a fist illuminating the interior in a silvery white. The intense silver white light shot from the interior and was too strong for human eyes to behold, and it cast shadows on every tree within a radius of ten miles. The spectacle was like the rising sun, lighting up the distant sky and woods in red as well. Then all of a sudden the object took off at tremendous speed and descended upon the lake like the sun setting. The, the event that was written by Shen Kuo's, uh, or Shen Kuo in his Dream Pool essay uh, has been interpreted by modern ufologists uh, as an extraterrestrial event and is often referred to as the Pearl uh, or the Pearl Incident. And it's uh it's a really interesting story um you know when we when we are digging back in time trying to find interesting uh, stories of ufos in history you know it's it's really cool to find these stories that are just you know a thousand years ago um and even farther back in time um of course we have cave draw drawings and carvings that go back much farther than this but to have actual written documentation where we can read from it um, is a little bit more rare, uh, it seems. Um, this next story uh, comes, I'm, I'm going to go in order, so I want to go to 1803. Uh, you may have heard of this story. It's called the Yutsuro Buni. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, it's also referred to as the Yutsuro Funi uh, incident. Uh, which refers to an unknown object that allegedly washed ashore in 1803 in the Hitachi province on the eastern coast of Japan. When people define the Yutsuro Buni, the Buni part refers to the boat, while the Yutsuro means empty, so they're saying hollow boat. Uh, the accounts of the tale appear in three texts, the Toen Shotsetsu of 1825, the Hiroru Kishu of 1835, and the Yumi no Chiri of 1844. And I'm sure I totally massacred those uh, 
those books titles but i tried my best um according to the legend an attractive young woman aged approximately 18 to 20 years old arrived on the local beach aboard a hollow ship or the utsuro boonie uh, this event occurred on february 22nd 1803 and fishermen brought her inland to investigate her, her and the boat further uh, but the woman was unable to communicate in Japanese. She was very different from anyone else there, they reported, and the fishermen then report, uh, returned her and her vessel to the sea where it drifted away. Um, so <laughs> it kind of seems like either these guys just had no interest in trying to help her out past trying to figure out if she spoke Japanese or not, or maybe she became hysterical and they just tossed her in the boat and said okay bye-bye or or she calmly left uh at their assurance back into the boat um but the drawing of of this boat is really interesting and um it was done by nagahashi matajiro in 1844 um so it was still in the same century and seems to have a lot of interesting markings on this boat uh but it wasn't a boat it looks like a ufo it looks like kind of like a dome-shaped ufo kind of like the one in the, in the flight of the navigator if you ever saw that movie the disney movie uh kind of looks like that one a little bit with some really interesting diagrams on top of the ship and um i'm not sure what the, doc, the letters say because they're they are in japanese um but there's some writing on this picture that was drawn in 1844 um I'm going to see if I can find a little bit more information about that. Um, what they stated in some of the books was that um, the upper part of this craft had several windows that were made of glass or crystal. They were covered in bars and clogged with some kind of tree resin, reportedly. The shape of the hollow boat resembled a wooden rice pit. Uh, and the windows were completely transparent, which baffled fishermen uh, who looked inside. Uh, the inner side of the Utsurobuni was decorated with texts written in an unknown language. So there's a really interesting portion of the story. Texts written in an unknown language. Now, you know, if you had somebody coming from another country that from far away and they didn't know the text because it was just a different language, that might be one thing. But this text could have actually been a totally different language from another planet. Uh, the fishermen found items inside, such as two beds, a bottle filled with about four liters of water, some cake, and some kneaded meat. I'm not sure what kneaded meat looks like, but that's what was in there. Uh, the fishermen also saw the beautiful young woman, who was aged about 18 to 20 years old, and she was approximately five feet tall. They reported that the woman had red hair and eyebrows, um, which is, you know, pretty unique, I mean, genetically, uh, and hair elongated by artificial white extensions. So maybe white extensions at the end of her hair is what it's reported as. Um, but in the ink drawing, you can't see the colors because it's just black and white. Uh, the extensions, you know, moving on forward, could have been made of white fur or thin powdered textile streaks um, but this hairstyle cannot be found anywhere in literature. Uh, the skin of the lady was a very pale pink color, and she wore precious, long, smooth clothes made of unknown fabrics. So, you know, again, we're getting into like this 
you know, unknown text, unknown fabrics, unknown language. Um, so it's, you know, got some definitely unique qualities to this story. Um, like they said that she didn't seem to understand the fisherman either. So, you know, when we go through a lot of like alien encounters, they seem to be able to communicate telepathically. Um, but not all. Um, there are a few alien encounters where they haven't been able to communicate telepathically and they've tried to use some sort of like, you know, guttural language like we use to communicate and it just seems to not work out. Um, so there, there have been a few encounters like that. Uh, I, I won't deny that. So this could be another example of that. This could be an, an example of um, possibly... Uh, parallel universes or time travel where this this woman could have accidentally time traveled back in time from the future and she tried to communicate with people from the past even if she did just time travel in the same geographical location language changes over time right so i mean if she's from a thousand years in the future two thousand years in the future language could be totally different you know ten thousand years in the future who knows i mean anything could change so she could have time traveled. She could have, you know, uh, hopped universes. We don't know. But there, it's definitely an interesting story. Um, so moving on, um, I want to just check these two other texts. They're really interesting as well. Um, but they seem to report the boat being fairly similar um, overall. They, But this next text, the Yumi no Chiri, reports that the boat was about 11 feet high by about 17 and three quarters feet wide so about 11 feet tall by about 18 feet wide so that's that gives us a little bit more uh context here and that pretty much brings us to the end of the story um but it, but there's a lot of different drawings of this particular instance so you can kind of navigate and take a look at this the Yutsuro Buni incident of 1803 now one other uh, report that goes to July of 1917 is called the Miracle of the Sun or Miracle at Fatima so according to lore three Portuguese shepherd children came across what they described as an angel in July 1917 the children told the fellow villagers that the apparition informed them that they would return to perform a miracle in October of that year, so in just a few months. So thousands of people flocked through the rain to this Portuguese town of Fatima, uh, hoping to see this prophecy come true on October 13, 1917. And while skeptics were certain that the event was merely the result of childish tales run amok, the apparition fulfilled its promise. First-hand accounts of the event in the Portuguese newspapers tell of a sun in the glowing sky emanating enough heat to dry their rain-soaked clothing and then hurtling towards the earth in a zigzagging motion. Well, that's definitely not going to be a meteor or an asteroid. It's not going to zigzag. Some feared that this was a sign of the apocalypse, and luckily for them, it stopped as abruptly as it began, leaving crowds with an overwhelming sense of awe and confusion. The Catholic Church actually chimed in and officially recognized the event as a miracle in 1930, uh, but Portuguese historian Joaquim Fernandes uh, has other theories. 
he believes that it was a, a heavenly light uh, that demands more research uh, and believes that they actually saw a UFO on October 13th, 1917. So, you know, that just goes to show that there's some really interesting stories out there from all over the world. You know, we go from Japan to um, to another uh, Japanese story and then to, Port to Portugal. So, you know, it's really interesting stuff out there. Um, I think I want to do another podcast on ancient cave drawings and carvings to get the times right and to get the accuracy right um i don't want to i don't want to bring it in to these particular stories but you know what's interesting is a lot of times you know especially as americans you know i'm an american we we focus on american stories and we don't look at other stories from geographical areas and what's interesting and like fascinating is that you know there's stories from all over the planet. It's not just one country or one small part of a country. You know, this is a global, you know, uh, phenomenon that not only is currently going on, but also went on in the past. So it's really fascinating. There's lots of stories to be read. Um, and I always enjoy reading stories that have actual occupants of the craft come out and we can describe them and that these historical documents tell us what they look like and and give us a sense of of what they might be you know able to accomplish technologically um how their society looks um how their clothing looks um and what their interests are and while we not we don't get all that information all the time sometimes we get just a little peek and just that little peek is just enough to get us interested in a story and, and have more to go on in the future and try to put together the pieces of the puzzle. So I hope you guys are taking care of yourself, staying positive, staying healthy, uh, taking care of your friends and family during this time and focusing on your hobbies and your interests and uh, continuing to question the universe around you. Until next time, Lockdown Universe out.